0: This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. Today's episode of the Animaniacast is brought to you by PodCoin. PodCoin is the app that literally pays you to listen to this podcast or any podcast you would like. Use the PodCoin you collect to get gift cards or donate them to charity. Here's a special offer for our listeners. If you download the PodCoin app and then use the promo code Animaniacs, you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. So go ahead and download the PodCoin app on iPhone or Android today. And welcome everybody to another comics episode of the Animaniacast. Cast. And welcome once again to the Animaniacast. This is the only podcast out there that's dedicated to the animated television series, Animaniacs, as well as Pinky and the Brain, the, you know, Tiny Toon Adventures, and, and Freakazoid. But today, we're talking about Animaniacs. We're talking about a comic book. Yay! And, <laughs> and just like always, we're going to go through the comic book, and we're going to be talking about all of the cultural references and gags, or at least all the ones that we really want to talk about. And of course, in the end, we're going to give this comic book of Animaniacs a Water Tower rating. I am Joey, and joining me once again for our comic book discussion, it's Nathan! No sudden moves or I'll cut the cheese. Ooh. Okay, <laughs> I will not move. Actually... I don't care if you cut the cheese because uh, this is over Skype. And as far as I know, uh, smell vision or whatever has not been invented on Skype.
1: So, well, you haven't got the latest update then. Oh, so. no! <laughs>
0: well, I am not updating Skype this time. That is for sure. <laughs> Wait, mandatory update? Oh, no. no. Well, like I said before, today we are going to be talking about an Animaniacs comic book. This is issue number 14. Already on issue huh? number 14.
1: It's crazy. I I sense a pattern of our show now. What's, like, the, what's that? We go like, we do a comic book and then a Tiny Toons and a Pinky in the Brain and then a Freakazoid. And then a comic book right? or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Back, back to a special episode. We'll, we'll do, yeah, we'll just call it special. So that way we <laughs> can do. But we'll, we'll, see how <laughs> well, we'll see how long that uh, pattern lasts, you know. Yeah, we've got a
1: pattern. We've done it now for. Uh, two in a row or something of each i think
0: yeah but let's face it i mean if, if uh, rob paulson or somebody like that wants to wants to come on and yeah they'll uh, talk to everything us, else will get bumped <laughs> yeah that'll get thrown out the window we'll put them right in between a pinky and the brain and freakazoid or whatever it happens yeah. to be
1: and we'll obviously override a comic book episode with that <laughs> oh yeah
0: or whatever i don't know we'll
1: well, silly,
0: but exactly. There's somewhat
1: of a pattern or where...
0: Exactly. Patterns are so much fun, aren't they, Nathan? Sh-
1: yeah. Uh should we announce what our Tiny Tunes is now, in case sure. someone doesn't want to listen to the whole episode just to get to
0: the <laughs> Yeah. If you're not gonna to listen to this comic book episode, which by the way, you can for of course find this comic book uh at uh, various online uh retailer shops, like my comic book I think it's MyComicBookShop.com or MyComicShop. I think it's MyComicShop.com. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, you can get it on there probably for a few bucks. But if you are in need of it immediately and you'd like to read along with us, uh, simply, I would just say Animaniacs Comic Issue 14 scan, perhaps. You would probably find it on Google pretty fast. (coughs) Maybe. And, and, (laughs) And again, like we always say, if you do happen to a site like that, uh, just be aware that there are many, 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 many pop-up ads that will probably annoy you quite a bit. Just so as you know. <laughs> well, we asked Kelly uh, what Tiny Toons episode she would like to do the most. Because, of course, you get free reign. You know, there's so many, especially of Tiny Toon Adventures. And... And in the brain. There's so many, uh, you know, cartoons to choose from that we're not necessarily going to go in any order <laughs> for those cartoons. So I was thinking to myself, I bet Kelly's going to pick the music video one. And what did she say, Nathan? What was her one-word response?
1: Uh, Istanbul. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, Istanbul. <laughs> so with that one-word Istanbul, we knew right away that it was going to have to be Tiny Tune Music Television which, of course, is Season 1, Episode 51. And it is, I think, one of the highlights of the Tiny Toons uh, run of episodes. That's, you know, without a doubt. I think this is the one, of course, where you have Istanbul, not Constantinople, Particle Mm -hmm. Man, and then some other things like Aretha Franklin, and, uh, um, you know, like Montana Max singing about money and everything. It was... uh, it had a big effect on me, I know, that's for sure. So I can't wait to, to talk about that uh, episode uh, with you guys next week. So, I'm excited. Yeah. They might be giants. <laughs> yep, exactly. So tune in next week for that discussion for sure. And bef- also, let's go ahead and get to some quick uh, Animaniacs news. That's right. Nathan, it's time for the theme song. For once again, hit us with the Animaniacast news theme song.
1: Doop 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 It's the Animaniacs theme song for the news. Beep, beep, oh, oh
0: I, I keep I keep cutting you off early. I'm sorry. <laughs> Every time I keep I think, ending it and then starting it more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It has we we're, we're the masters of having multiple endings to our theme songs. <laughs> well, I suppose the first piece of little uh, bit of news is that Kid Robot has finally officially announced the lineup of their characters that are going to be found not only in their minifigures, but also their keychains and enamel pins. Ooh! That's right! And you can get, I believe, uh, the minifigures are on sale right now at KidRobot.com and hopefully we'll be getting them in stock on our Amazon shop as well, which of course is Amazon com, And you can go there to see a collection of different animaniac stuff or simply use that link as your portal to Amazon because, I don't know, sometimes maybe once or twice or three times a day <laughs> you might be purchasing <laughs> things at Amazon. So if you use that uh, link, amazon.animaniacast.com, you'll... Uh, yeah, I'll give a few pennies to the cast on every purchase, and you don't great way to support without having to do anything exactly, <laughs> just by typing in a few more letters, and you support the podcast a little bit. Yeah, you could just
1: set it as a, a as a shortcut or whatever, a bookmark it, and then there you go, bingo. It's...
0: Well, anyway, we'll help ha- we'll have those in stock hopefully as soon as possible. But of course, these are blind packaged figures, which. Uh, this is a. It brings a lot of a. I don't like package. I don't no, like blind package, <laughs> yeah, like
1: like... package things that much. Um, like loot crates and things yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, just, just, I want to buy what I want to
0: buy. Yeah. So you're going to be seeing these on eBay a lot, I think. Also to finish your collections, and maybe just maybe we'll, you know, on our Discord channel or something like that, we'll we'll get some sort of thing together where people can, you know, talk to each other and. and you know, trade figures back and forth through the mail. I don't know, but I don't know. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a way to easily trade with your friends for these things. I'm actually really hoping uh, that we uh, might come across some at Phoenix Fan Fusion in a few weeks. We'll talk about that in a few mm. minutes. But um, yeah, these these figures. First of all, the the figures we've kind of talked about quite a bit. Uh, they're figures of not only Tiny Toon Adventures but also of Animaniacs as well. So of course we have Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. We have Buster and Babs, and then a few other additional uh, side characters. Pinky and the Brain are there. Uh, Slappy Squirrel is there, and that is like the first piece of official Slappy Squirrel merchandise that I'm aware of, other than, Mm -hmm. you know, Happy Meal toys. Uh, No good feathers this time around. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, there is somebody very exciting in there, and that, of course, is the mystery chase figure. And we had uh, speculated based based upon the shadow, the obvious shadow, the (laughs) obvious shadow of this hair. Who could it be? And we're like, could it be Freakazoid? And what do you know? It could be. It could be. And it is. (laughs) It is B because it is Freakazoid, and this is the first. As far as I'm aware of, first Freakazoid uh, piece of merchandise that has ever been released. That is so super cool. And it actually looks really, really good. I mean, it's, uh, it's exaggerated form for its, you know, this kid robot design, which is, you mm-hmm. know, big head, little body, you know, you know, little stubby arms and legs. But it still looks really cool. I think they got Freakazoid's likeness down really well. And of course, the letter F and the exclamation mark look perfect. Right on Mm -hmm. model. And I shared that with uh, Tom Ruger and Paul Rugg, and they were both very excited and wanted to get it right away. So Kid Robot, if you are listening, send me an email. I'll give you the contact information right there so you can send those off to them. (laughs) Uh, And not only that, but there's enamel pins coming out, and Freakazoid is one of those enamel pins as well. So... You know, and then they have some keychains, which I think the keychains are mostly, as far as I can tell, they're Tiny Toon Adventures-only characters. Uh, And I think the chase one on that one might be Go-Go-Dodo. I'm not exactly sure. But they have some other obscure kind of characters in there, too. Uh, The, you know, Bookworm is on there. And then Barky Marky, I think, is his name. Uh, And Fifi uh, is in that. Um, So you're getting... A, a, a mixture of stuff. No Plucky Duck yet. I can guarantee you that there's a lot more characters to go through, and they're going to be yeah.
1: Plucky would be up soon, I would think.
0: Yeah, and I was talking to some folks. I forget if it was on our Discord channel or no. It was, I think it was on one of the Facebook groups I was talking on, and how there's just so many variations they could do for Buster and Babs and and everything for if they kept doing additional volumes, you know like just different costumes and you know they have like a radioactive uh, samurai slug uh, yeah. that they could do for you know Plucky and Hampton and stuff. The, I have to say that, by the way the only one that I don't really like the design that much of is Hampton and that's just because his mouth is kind of for the, they didn't really put a line on his mouth at all at least that I could see so it kind of just is a blob of pink and two eyeballs. So I'm a little disappointed with Hampton's figure. But other than that, all the other figures look really, really cool. I'm hoping hmm. to get a bunch of these. Nathan, which of these figures, or would you most like the minifigures, the pins, or the keychains, if you had to
1: pick one? Um, I'd probably get a pin of Freakazoid, because it's just, like, pretty awesome. You, know, you could just wear it on anything, right? I mean... <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's actually, it actually looks probably small enough that you could wear it on like a dress shirt or something like that. Yeah, it'd be funny just like wear a little, a little flare, as they say, right? On your yeah, on your suspenders, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, it it definitely looks something. Uh, it's something to look forward to. I'm really excited that they're they're putting this stuff out. And uh, the by the way, the Monopoly game, the Animaniacs uh, Monopoly game, is out as well. Uh, so people can go and buy that as well. That's on our Animaniacast Amazon shop. So. There's a lot of animaniacs merchandise hitting shelves, and this is only the beginning. I'm sure there's going to be much, much, much more in the uh, years to come. So just prepare your wallets, everybody. <laughs> As a Star Wars fan, <laughs> I saw this happen in the you know mid to to late '90s. Is the when Star Wars started coming back onto store shelves, and at first you want to buy everything. That you can see. and uh, as the years go by, you kind of have to realize you have to focus your collection. So that's all I'm gonna yeah. say to to folks out there is be aware that you might have to focus your collection on this one because it gets a little it gets a little crazy. <laughs> Just be <laughs> careful. this is this is this is not going to end well if you want to buy every little thing out there. Uh, or maybe it will, and you'll have an entire room full of Tiny Toons uh, stuff, and you'll look like the guy on uh, uh, Please, Please, Please Get a Life Foundation with that Animaniacs and Tiny Toons merchandise all throughout your uh, room. It'll look very interesting. Well, um, so that goes for that's it for the, the merchandise news. But we have more news to get to, and of course, just quick reminders, really. Nathan and I are going to be at Phoenix Fan Fusion coming up in just a... Gosh, just a couple weeks, huh?
1: Yeah, it's uh, real soon. Uh, Memorial Day weekend?
0: Memorial Day weekend, the 25th. May 25th will be our panel over there at Phoenix Fan Fusion at 10.30 a.m. There's a panel called Hello Animaniacs, and that's us. So (laughs) we're going to be doing a live recording of this very podcast, talking about the latest news of the reboot, speculation, questions from the audience, and if we have time... Maybe even fitting another comic book review. We have actually so much to talk about. We'll just have to see what we could possibly fit into <laughs> one hour, because honestly, that's the hardest thing with these panels is you have to fit into it just an hour, and boy, that's that's kind of difficult for me, and Nathan. Yeah. Sometimes.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I like to talk about things. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the last thing that we really want to talk about, of course, is Animaniacs in concert, and. Ah, boy, this is coming up pretty darn soon. This is coming up in July, July 18th, and tickets are now on sale at Ticketmaster. And I got to say, you know, Nathan, I am very excited about seeing this, not only because I'll be in the front row, but also that you'll be in the front row with me, Mm -hmm. along with Kelly as well. Mm. This will be the first time that we're all together and we get to see an awesome show. Uh, and if you listened to last week's show and a quick little news recap, we I mentioned that Maurice Lamarche and uh, Maurice Lamarche, excuse me, and Jess Harnell are uh, at least right now. It looks like they're scheduled to appear as well. So no mention of Tress McNeil on that, but they do say it's Comic Con weekend. So with that in mind, any lots of special guests could appear. So. We're kind of crossing our fingers for definitely Tress McNeil and hopefully many more people as well jumping on stage. Maybe me. Maybe I'll jump up on stage. I don't know. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you hope so?
1: Yes. <laughs> oh, I want you to go up on stage. <laughs> All
0: right. I'm rushing the stage. Watch out, security. All right. Well, that was our news. Hope you're able to check us out and join us either at FanFusion or, of course, Animaniacs in Concert in San Diego. But let's go ahead and get to our discussion of the comic book Animaniacs, issue number 14, which had a cover date of June of 1996. And, Nathan, why don't we go ahead and start off, first of all, what the heck is on the cover of this comic book?
1: Oh, boy. So... Uh, we've got Yakko, Wacko, and Dot. Um, and Yakko and Wacko are dressed as 70s uh, disco kind of thing, I guess. Uh, yeah, it looks like Wacko should... kind
0: of looks like Huggy Bear or something like that. Big platform shoes and a big yeah. wide brim hat and a
1: fur coat. And Yakko has a, a giant afro wig and he's doing a disco thing. and uh, Disco stew. Yeah, disco. he looks like Disco Stu from The Simpsons. He has a (laughs) medallion around his neck. Uh, And Dot is wearing a tuxedo, and she's saying, I'm pretty sure the script said Super Spy, not Fly. So it's like they're Super Fly.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this cover had me very confused, because when you first look at it, you look at the most colorful things, right? And I Mm -hmm. just see... Yakko and Wacko, and I'm thinking, oh, this is a a 70s issue, because Mm -hmm. they're dressed in the 70s, (laughs) and Dot, of course, is dressed in a tuxedo, and, you know, black and white colors and everything, and I didn't even realize that they're standing in front of this kind of a,
1: uh, what is it, a a shutter or something like that? Yeah, it's like the, yeah. From
0: the James Bond movies,
1: right? mm Mm-hmm. The, the the starting of the James Bond movie it goes back and forth and then it, he shoots at it and it turns red and you yeah. know you if you've seen a James Bond movie now by the way what is that thing
0: at the very beginning that that's looking at James Bond is that is that it, a, I, a, a sniper rifle or is yeah a, I think
1: it's a sniper rifle and you're okay. looking at the scope at him okay I gotcha
0: you can't and snipe then, James Bond he's gonna get you
1: <laughs> every time every time <laughs>
0: Well, what? so what I should have realized is that this is actually going to have its main segment is a parody on James Bond, of course. So, duh, should have realized that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's really like you really don't. I was like, oh, it's going to be the 70s or. Yeah, well, OK, good. I'm glad I wasn't alone on that thought, because I just honestly thought they were just doing themes because we had a theme of the 60s, a theme of. Like Japanese, and now I was like, "Oh, and this one is a theme on the 70s." Like, sure, yeah. let's keep with those themes, but not at all. This is, and it's it's a spy theme, at least of just one part. Uh The first uh, segment here is a spy on the wall, and then we have uh, some use uh, some useless facts, uh, a little quick gag of some sort. Which if I told you what the gag was right now, it it would ruin it. And then a finally. A slappy and skippy comic. And I've been waiting for something else than just, you know, the Warners and Pinky in the Brain and the Warners mm-hmm. and Pinky in the Brain. And we finally got it with this issue. So very excited about that, that slappy and skippy comic. And it is called What's the Hold Up? So, Nathan, uh, what would you say about this comic book? Somewhere to ask you about it in just a, a few words, I should say.
1: Um, it's like James Bond I don't know which James <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> um, but uh it's it's fi- there's
0: colors it's it's in color mm-hmm. um, very good which our last comic was not all the way in color so very yeah. good. very good observation
1: um and uh, it features slappy in the screen. I feel like we've said all this already <laughs> uh, I think so well let's go ahead and talk about a spy
0: on the wall first <laughs> And a spy on the wall was written by Charlie Howell. Something tells me that may be Charles M. Howell IV, mm-hmm. but uh, that's just me because I know it could be is. his great
1: great grandfather. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Maybe Charlie Howell. Call me Charlie. I write Animaniacs comics, Grandpa. You're 150. Yep, but I could still write. And the penciler was Neil Sternecki, The inker was Scott McRae. Letterer. letterer. Bob Penaha, I can't even read these letters, and colorist Dave tangway Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in A Spy on the Wall?
1: Okay, we uh, we pick up, it's the 1980s, and James Bond has just jumped out of a crashing airplane. You see it in the far distance, and the uh, the bad guys are floating in the oceans, saying drat you, James Bond. Um... And he's just floating away, and he then goes back to headquarters, where he meets uh, Yako Wacko and Dot, who are his uh, equipment specialists. Um, is that Q or who does that in the? Yeah, Q. Actual Q does that. Yeah, so Q. Um, but now it's it's X, Y, and Z are what uh, are the code names for Yako Wacko and Dot, and they're showing him all the cool gadgets. They've got. They've been a little song, which um, okay, I wish I knew the tune
0: to it because it's a very cool yeah. tune. Let's let's see what the tune is here. It says, "If gadgetry is what you're wishing, like hats that fire off ammunition or nuclear subs for going fishing, we got the stuff for your next mission." I. That's a very bad tune. I'm certainly, I certainly hope that's hope, not the tune. I certainly hope not either. <laughs> But Charles, why would
1: you write such a bad? I, geez, t- seriously,
0: <laughs> somebody, somebody, look at this and come up with a great tune for us, and uh, we'll say thank you. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, they're they're uh, showing him all the gadgets, though, and um, I guess they're like you know kind of annoying him, you know, like they do. But uh, the first gadget. Uh, he just kind of sits on on accident it's the exploding toilet seat and then he grabs onto the hot chandelier which is very <laughs> strange. You gotta take that <laughs> on your next mission, is a hot chandelier <laughs> Right, like it's very circumstantial or better like <laughs> <laughs> um, But it could come in handy for some well, reason So I mean... far the
0: two things that they've shown you, you need to have a <laughs> home improvement person go to the you know place you're gonna spy so, on was... first so the first yeah. thing you have to do is hire somebody to install the, the exploding toilet and the hot chandelier. Yeah. You
1: put the toilet in the living room <laughs> or like the underneath chandelier. the chandelier. <laughs> or you put the
0: chandelier in the bathroom.
1: Yeah, I guess that's true. Fancy really bathroom. bathroom. Um, and then he falls on a carpet of pointy spikes, which is not—it's just spikes. You know, that's not even a... <laughs> <laughs> Wait
0: a second. <laughs> it's a really serious shag carpeting.
1: It's just a carpet full of nails. It's... Oof. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're knowing him pretty well. Um, Dot is then blowing up a bubblegum, and that just explodes completely, and that's gadget number four, the booby-trapped bubblegum. And, he's like, none of these things are gonna help me uh, break into East Berlin. I gotta cross over the wall, and he's like, they're like, oh, well we can help. We'll go with you. For some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so they're flying to Germany now. Um... <laughs> They even have a little panel of them commenting on, like, how are we... You know how in Indiana Jones, they show the airplane flying across the map or something? Yes. I guess now it's just a red line. But still, that's the idea. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they then go to Checkpoint Charlie, the meeting point of East and West Berlin. And standing at it looks like someone that looks a lot like Ralph the Guard. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, Ralph with a, a it's like an old Ralph he has a gray beard Your Uh bushy mustache bushy mustache yeah, yeah. Um, so they're gonna break in and uh, their idea is uh, they're just gonna bounce a ball on the other side and then Dot goes crying I need to get my ball mister and like oh and this is my brother I'm scared to go alone and then that's wacko and then Yakko's like yeah, and I'm uh, his older brother and we're inseparable and he's like okay that's fine and then like oh and this is the spy we're smuggling across the border he's coming too and he's like and Ralph's like oh sure and then they run across and then he realizes hey wait a second I shouldn't let spies across which already makes him probably smarter than Ralph I don't know <laughs> uh <laughs> and he grabs them, throws him back and then wouldn't you know it it looks like they're trying to cross the border again this time they're in a very tiny uh weenie burger uh car <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> they're ordering weenie burgers yeah that's it they're not it's in shitty. a
0: weenie burger car they're just
1: in a tiny but car it's a very tiny car yeah, it's a winded it car yeah winded. yeah um but they're ordering their food and uh ralph looks over to the window where they you know the, your ticket window and yakko's bringing out all the food and he's like hey did you ask if, if they wanted fries and he's like no and then he starts yelling at him hey you gotta ask if they want fries so you know, um, I'm just going to call him Ralph. I'm pretty sure that's not his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ralph uh, says, Er, uh, do you want, do you want fries Because he's German. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, no, we're in a hurry. And then Yakko's like, did you hear that? They're in a hurry. Let him go. And then Yakko jumps out the window into the car with him. And then, you know, Ralph realizes that was them pesky American puppy kids again. Uh, so he grabs Bond and he's pulling him back and Yakko's pulling him on the other side and then he's like uh, "We." Uh, they're saying he goes in and then Ralph's is saying he, I say he goes out and then out, out, in and uh, Bond has no say in the matter um, but uh, luckily Ralph gets some help from the other guards who have some pointy uh, gun sticks. Yeah, they well, yeah,
0: they look like <laughs> World War One German soldiers. They have little points on their heads and everything, and yeah, and then they're bayonets. bayonets.
1: Yeah, um, and they're like, yeah, he certainly has a point. Uh, <laughs> oh. There is a, a Pinky in the Brain. What is this thing about? Did you understand? Is this like a separate comic book? Yes. just Pinky
0: the Brain? A little advertisement what? for Pinky in the Brain comic book. Oh yeah, they had their own spin-off comic
1: book series as well. You wow. better believe it. Well, we'll have to go into those eventually, I suppose. I suppose so. <laughs> All right, so they've got one thing that the guard won't be able to resist. A chocolate cake. So they're, they're cooking James Bond right into the cake. And they're going to bring it right to him. And Ralph's like, hey, um, is there someone in this cake? And they're like, no, no one's in this cake. Uh, would I be able to cut the cake if there was someone in it? So Yakko slices a, a piece of cake and the cake says, eep. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, this <laughs> then, cake, by the way, has like a hand sticking
0: out of it and a foot and a sticking foot. out. Yeah, they mix James Bomb really
1: uh, poorly into this cake. He's, you could see bits of his body's teeth at some points yeah, yeah in the next panel you can see his eyes and ralph's like hey uh, how come it's got two eyes i'm like no those are nuts um he's like why are they peeking at me And it's like well because they're pecans oh good so then uh ralph's like mm, my favorite so he takes a bite into it and uh right into james bond and he yelps and runs away and then, you know, Ralph's got chocolate cake on himself. He's getting really angry, but they're like, Hey, you gotta watch out, you gotta get that cake off your uniform before the Kaiser sees you like that and then the Kaiser the Kaiser's coming and then he looks over his shoulder and it's it's the Warners and they're dressed like they're stacked up on each other and like look like an adult <laughs> <laughs> the mustache. They got the mustache on and they say they're the Kaiser and they're they're saying, you let the puppy children go, you let the Warners go, and now they're tunneling under the wall? You gotta go stop them, so uh, they send Ralph to go tunnel after them, so he starts digging under the wall, he's like, no not there, over here, no wait, over here, over there, they're pointing all over in different spots, so he's digging he's got a whole bunch of holes going underneath the wall, and he's like, um he's digging, he's dug all the way under the wall now, and then he realizes that, uh they're, they're the warders. They're not. They're not the Kaiser.
0: <laughs> Which you should have realized that originally, because the Kaiser had not ruled Germany for like at least fifty years, I believe, at this point. So, <sighs> so right when you thought this Ralph the Guard German version was smarter, he's definitely yeah. proved he does not know his German history. So,
1: no, yeah. sorry. And then, well, and then as soon as he finishes, the wall starts crumbling because uh, he's he's he's. Uh, It's ruined the wall. Um, It's compromised. And it's broken through. And now the other side, now East and West Berlin, are one. Because the the Berlin Wall is down thanks to the Warners. And they get no credit for it. Uh, Life isn't fair. But it sure is fun. Der end. (laughs) Der end.
0: (laughs) Yes. Uh, So, you know, this was, you know, obviously this is a weird kind of mixture of Uh, A lot of different German things, uh, but trying to get to the, uh, you know, how the Berlin Wall crumbled, I suppose, was because of the Warners. And this says in the 80s, even though, you're right, Nathan, at the beginning of this, you kind of talked about you didn't really know exactly what time this was. Because at some points it felt like it was the 60s and then the 40s or, you know what I mean, or 50s or Mm 60s. It really Timeways, it didn't really make sense so but it is in the 80s and of course the berlin wall came down in 1991 so this would still be well known to most kids reading about you know what the berlin wall was since this was like you know still in contemporary history um yeah what did you think about this this first comic there's not really any you know obvious
1: references james bond and uh berlin wall yeah, Would I mean, you, I'm guessing it's—is it Pierce Brosnan then, right? It
0: could be, although this
1: does not look it, like it's any. An 80s. It doesn't really look like. It doesn't
0: <laughs> look like any James Bond I've ever seen. In fact, if anything, he actually looks like Charles M. Howell to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I really do feel like he's modeled after a writer or artist more than an actual James Bond character. Because he does not look like Sean Connery. He does not look like Pierce Brosnan to me, uh, or anything. He just. He, you know, I guess they couldn't. I guess they wanted to stay away from caricatures again because they're at least in this comic. It seems like they're very scared about doing um, parodies of uh, celebrities in any manner. Mm-hmm. They want to stay away from that, as we've seen from like the Pulp Fiction episode or comic and stuff. So, yeah, uh, it's kind of disappointing. It didn't really look like any James Bond to me. But uh, you know, any any parts in here you thought were particularly funny or? Anything um, like that?
1: I like the conversation between the uh, villain and his henchman and saying um, maybe if you didn't tell him your plans <laughs> <laughs> and then show him the big red button that self-destructs the whole compound, maybe you could win for a change. <laughs> um, something like that. <laughs> and a then there's that whole uh, speedboat of uh, women in bikinis and they're saying that they're were, they were just there to look good for Mr. Bomb. And that's if he ever looks away from his mirror, because that's when oh. he's looking into his mirror. <laughs> he's so self-obsessed. It's kind of cute. And then um, all the boxes. There's lots of, like, little art or something. Um, panels? What yeah, I get, well, like, like in the early panels where they have the, you know, the stuff for your mission. Oh, um, okay. They have instant H2O, just to add water. Oh, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. A little psych gag joke. there. Yeah.
0: Well, this um, this this comic really felt to me like a like Bugs Bunny ish kind of stuff, didn't mm. it? I mean, it, like the, just the way of because really it turns into how am I going to do a simple thing of getting across the 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 gate, you know? How are we going to get from point A to point B? And um, just the silly ways of just torturing the guard in order to distract them it really felt like something you would see in a bugs bunny cartoon even the dressing up as somebody else and and uh, doing that so it did feel like a kind of a classic feel to this comic that you would see in actual cartoons a lot so I like that part of that but um yeah uh I guess let's go ahead and get to the useless facts real quick because there's These are pretty useless, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, This month, the theme is blue. Uh, So, first fact is, blue jeans originally weren't made of denim. They were made of twilled cotton cloth, named after the French city that made it. Jeans, or gens. I don't know how to pronounce French stuff, but it's G-E with a weird thing on it. (laughs) N-E-S. So... uh, and then Wacko says, "Yeah, everybody knows that, but why are they called blue jeans? Well, that's another story. That has to do with gold rush, but whatever. Uh, large quantities <laughs> of dust high in next fact. Large quantities of dust high in the night sky can cause the moon to appear blue, but it is a rare moment. Hence, like a blue moon." Uh, yeah, moving on. Once uh, in a blue moon. Yeah. Once in a blue moon, yeah, I, I'm just trying to get through these quick because they're not. That <laughs> uh, finally, his baby boys are dressed in blue because in ancient times the color of the uh, the color of the sky and its heavenly energy was thought to protect them from evil spirits. And dot adds that little girls were thought to be born inside of pink roses. and uh, they Yako, Wacko and dot are on a stork. Which for some reason, Wacko's trying to blow up with a piece of dynamite, and yeah. the baby is a baby Mister Director saying Lavenga Yeah, there's nothing really um, funny in these, so I'm just going to say, Nathan, did you find anything slightly
1: humorous in this at all? Or well, just it's confusing too. Well, the baby boys dressed in blue, like that's also like a, a fairly contemporary thing too. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that's not true because I was there was.
0: Boys you were know, western pink and everything I remember,
1: yeah I was like heard. in the 1920s or so, you know or the 1960s even you know 50s yeah it's I, fairly I, recent that boys were blue and girls are pink yeah, kind of thing
0: these facts were not necessarily useless but they they were kind of weak i think because i'm not sure yeah necessarily i'm like true. i don't know how much that's actually based on <laughs> anything. yeah so that's why i kind of just wanted to get through those and uh Speaking of quick cons, uh, quick uh, little segments to get through, there's a very quick uh, segment to get through. It's only four panels. It's called Take That, and it's just uh, Yakko, Wacko, and Dot sitting down on a park bench. Wacko looking back and forth in a newspaper, and all of a sudden he does this incredibly wild take, his, you know, like horns come out of his skull, and his... You know, sock feet fly off of his toes and his tail pops his off. His brain
1: explodes into yeah, horns this, this and is like, golf
0: clubs and flags. There's wild squiggly lines going everywhere and then he sits back, you know, pops right back down again and Dot says Tex Avery Film Festival tonight? And he goes, how did you know? Because Tex Avery did those wild takes with his characters in the cartoons. Take that? Aha! Hence the title. Hilarious sort of not really but it's cute it
1: could it's good enough for like a newspaper like it's as good as any of those comics yeah exactly it's it's just as
0: good as any sunday's comic that you would look that you would just go huh (laughs) you know (laughs) i don't think i've actually laughed out loud at any comic since you know in the sundays since i was maybe in elementary school but then again i kind of stopped reading those when i was around elementary school too so maybe maybe there's still some good ones out there uh-huh, Calvin once Calvin and Hobbs went away, I kinda just I said, okay, I'm done with these. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and get to our last little segment here, and this is called What's the Hold Up? And this is, of course, the return of Skippy and Slappy. And Skippy is has a corn a, cor- a quarter, I should say, that uh, Slappy had given to him, so he's going to put it in his piggy bank, but his piggy bank is so full that it smatters sh- and schmatters sh- everywhere. So, uh, Slappy and Skippy have to go down to the bank. So, they get in line, and there's like a porcupine uh, teller at the at the front, and of course the bank owner is a pig, uh, or the guy who manages the bank anyway is a pig. And as soon as the as Slappy gets up to the tell, teller and says she'd like to visit her safe deposit box again while well, Skippy stays in line to deposit all these coins that he had in his piggy bank. And Mabel's very worried about this, so of course the manager goes to take her back there. Well, we find out that in Slappy's safe deposit box, this is where she's kept all of her cartoon gags and a lot of booby trap stuff too, so... Things like a you know giant punching glove will come out and punch the manager in the face, and she has a lot of her, I guess they're supposed to be kind of Oscars, but in this case they're like gold bugs bunny statues, and uh, they, she just calls them bugs, I believe. Well, as she's going through all of her different gags and her different you know history things, like you know there's a there's a the a, the first anvil that dropped on a Warner Brothers cartoon. And a, the brick that uh, the character Crazy Cat used to throw, uh, or at least in at Crazy Cat's head, yeah, that was it. The mouse. <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, what happens in those Crazy Cat comics? <laughs> this is the mouse throws it at the Crazy Cat? That's how it happens. Anyway, another comic I never really found funny. But anyway, while all that is going on, while she's in the vault looking at this, wouldn't you know it? These raccoons come in to the place and they're going to hold up the bank and they are they're not allowed to have guns in this comic book as Slappy says in a little side panel thing so instead the raccoon gang has a knife to a giant wheel of cheese, stinky cheese so it must be like Limburger or something like that I'm guessing well he says everybody no sudden moves or I'll cut the cheese Oh, yeah, and they actually say, oh, look out, he's armed with Limburger. I didn't see that, so yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. So everyone obviously is not going to, you know, move a muscle. And meanwhile, they even go into the safe deposit room to, to rob Slappy, which, of course, that's going to be a mistake. They go up to Skippy, and they're like, give me your money, and you too, kid. And he goes, but this is only change. Why do you have to take my coins? And he goes, well, it's a matter of principle, Sonny. When you're older, you'll realize the importance of thoroughness and consistency. Now give me the dough! So he takes it away. They tell him, like, oh, you're going to be... Skippy tells him, you're going to be sad when my Aunt Slappy finds out about this. And they're like, uh, whatever. You're Yeah, that's a real big threat, whoever this Aunt Slappy is. Well, of course, Slappy is talking in the back the back room with these other two robbers. And she proceeds to use the gags that she has stored away, such as a uh, pie that had first been used back in the silent era with the keystone cops, and Charlie Chaplin's face imprint is even still on this pie, which didn't quite make sense, because I guess Charlie Chaplin did get pies thrown in his face, too. I don't know, but... Sure. Sure, why not? It had to have happened, right? Well, anyway, she takes this pie, and it's so old that it's petrified, so she just knocks him out with it, and not only that, but then she blows them up. And I like how she has to again do this little uh uh side note she gave a side note earlier when she talked about you know people not being able to have guns she goes yeah i know this gag is ripe and cheesy but what do you expect we're not supposed to show guns and then when it comes to the bomb when she's going to light this you know classic style cartoon bomb you know it looks like a bowling ball she goes now mm-hmm. don't forget kids Never, never, never blow up your enemies at home, and if you do, don't mention my name. Remember, these two imbeciles on MP- those two imbeciles on MTV told you to do it. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead reference. because I don't know if you remember this Nathan at all, but in the mid 90s, Beavis and Butthead were very controversial uh, with the whole fire fire, fire thing. And I guess some kid actually did set his house on fire. <laughs> Because uh, he's just trying to imitate Beavis. So, yeah, don't blow up your house. Or if you do, just don't blame Slappy. So there we go. Yeah, good advice from Slappy. <laughs> anyway, she comes out of the the bank vault after this huge kaboom and a big thing of smoke. Really good anime. Good, I should say animation, but it well, it's drawn so well it actually looks like it's almost animated. But the raccoons look and they go, "Oh, it's the." The Tuninator, like the Terminator, <laughs> and she says, mm-hmm. uh, "Schwarzenegger, eat your heart out." And they go. She goes on to kind of do this m- maneuver where they, her and Skippy, uh, throw the brick and the pie at the raccoons at the same time. The cheese goes flying up in the air. The bank teller and the pig uh, bank manager go to catch it before it hits, and luckily they caught it. But unfortunately, the bank teller who is a porcupine caught it in her quills on the top of her head. So they basically said, "Well, when you get it off, just add it to my collection in the vault." And then they leave the end. And uh, the, oh, the end. And of course the uh, the the raccoons are taken off in, you know, they're they're arrested and after being blown up and everything. So everything's good. And uh, that's the end of the skippy and slappy cartoon/ slash comic, whatever. I say cartoon because I really feel that I-, I honestly feel that both of these could be made into actual comic or cartoons. Mm. <laughs> uh, what did you feel about this last skippy and slappy comic?
1: Uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the drawings on it really really, really looked good. Uh, I really like the design of uh, the raccoons, especially the way that their teeth are anim- animated <laughs> or drawn. Uh, it just looks really, really cool. Um, so, I really liked it. I thought it was I thought it was not incredibly funny, but a decent story to it and a nice pacing to it as well. So,
1: I would I would like to see this one as a skippy and sloppy. What do you What do you think, Nathan? Yeah, least? I I think for sure this could be. I mean, it's there's drama there, <laughs> there's lessons to be learned about investing your money uh, sure uh, there's explosions um, I, I don't know uh, and uh, you know it's just, it's fun raccoons being criminals because they yeah, they have those you know masks on already so it fits
0: exactly well this will uh wrap up our comic book for today. There's not really anything else to talk about other than some basic advertisements, many of which were for, you know, DC stuff. Uh, On the back of the comic book, there's an Earthworm Jim advertisement for, I guess, what were these, video cassettes? Uh, (laughs) You get like a free Earthworm Jim toy with one of them? Uh, Sure, whatever. Uh, The one thing that really kind of stood up for me was actually not only just the... um, the Pinky in the Brain spin-off comic book that they're advertising, but also the the Carmen San Diego comic that they had advertised as well. And of course they say based off of the Smash Hit Computer Game. Which I do remember playing that computer game as a kid. It was it was fun. It's too bad that they don't have you know, at least easy access to these kinds of games for kids. Like uh, Carmen Sandiego anymore. I haven't watched the new show. Maybe it's educational. I can't really say.
1: Mm, well, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not not really interested parts of it. to find out. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Carmen was like got an assistant or something. It's just like, just
0: weird. No. See, uh, to me, the, the educational part of the Carmen Sandiego stuff was always the computer game. Very educational. And then the game show um, was very educational. And then they had like the, co- the cartoon series, which was nominated for a lot of Emmys, I actually found out from looking at like the, the times where Animaniacs won. It was nominated a lot of times alongside Animaniacs. And I was just going, God, from what I remember, the Carmen Sandiego cartoon series was, was, was not good. And it wasn't that <laughs> educational either. It was just kind of like people wandering around. Or maybe it was educational and it was just too boring for me. I don't know. But either way, I didn't like it. <laughs> so, <laughs> lots of little 90s things to take in as well. So, anyway, let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Nathan, out of five water towers, how many would you give this comic book?
1: Mm, I'll say, um, I'll say three and a half. I mean, it wasn't like funny, but like all the art was really good, and um, it wasn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I would say it's a good comic. Um, I, I think there's funnier ones. I don't know. I, it, it was pretty good. Uh, three and a half. Three and a half. Sure. Three, three and a half. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm gonna go ahead. Uh, I want to say three and a half, but I'm gonna bump it up a half star for one thing that I forgot to mention, and that is that the Brain makes an appearance in this uh, second comic, and he's one of the clones of Brain from that a few issues ago, where he had used that little ray to, you know, make lots and lots of copies of himself, and he fired Pinky, and mm-hmm. uh, he had stamps of himself on his head and everything. And uh, so they, he's sneaking around in the bank for some Oh, yeah. Reason. I missed that. Yeah. So he's sneaking around. <laughs> so I'm going to give it a, a four based upon that little cute little uh, reference to the previous comic. And speaking of references in previous comics, Nathan, last time we were talking about uh, Pinky and the Brain in the comic, and they were talking about, oh, when Godzilla and Dot were fighting or Gigantosaurus or whatever were fighting. And Pinky says, oh, that's, remember we got big once? Mm-hmm. Or I got big once? Um, that actually does happen in the Pinky and the Brain cartoon series. Ah. So I think that's what they were referring to in like the third episode of Pinky and the Brain. Pinky gets zapped with a ray and becomes big and dresses up like Godzilla. So, yeah. That's what he was oh. probably
1: referencing. Should have realized that at the time. but Should have known. Should've um, known. I saw there's there's also uh, Flavio in one of these panels. Oh yeah, Flavio the there too. No speaking lines again, of course. Cause yeah, but yeah, he's, he's in the still... background, only in one panel, as far yeah. as I can tell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so it, overall, it was it was good. Again, it's I I agree. It's not the funniest, but no. I agree that it's very artistically done, incredibly well. Those middle segments were really kind of like the to me. So. Yeah now i feel like giving a 3.75 but i can't do no, that. I i've think... never done that before i'm just gonna say four because <laughs> averaging together with 3.5 yeah it's, exactly
1: 3.75 yes it's perfect Is that, that's uh, perfect uh, i think it deserves one four and one 3.5 <laughs> <laughs> sounds perfect okay
0: <laughs> well let's go ahead and get to some contact information nathan where can people get in contact with you online well,
1: I suppose I'm on
0: Twitter, uh, Django FT.
1: That's me. Hey. hey.
0: <laughs> All right. And as for the AnimaniCast, we're on Twitter, and we are on Facebook and Instagram. And of course, you can talk with us over on our Discord channel as well. You can get a welcome link to this Discord channel by going to discord.animanicast.com and there you can talk to us as well as many other writers and podcasters from. The Retrozap Podcast Network, and of course, because we're a proud member of the Retrozap Podcast community, and we'd love to talk to you about various things. I mean, you can get on there, you can talk about Marvel or Endgame, video games with the Ardcast or Star Wars with Bruise and Blasters, or you know, Starship Sabers and Scoundrels, or Techno Retro Dads or Kanada's Castle. Uh, I think I already said that, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, Also, there's movie talks going on with Newscast Movie Show and Toy Talk with the Dork Lair. There's just so much stuff there, so head on over. And in fact, just go ahead and subscribe to the RetroZap feed, and that way you can get all of those podcasts delivered straight to your device for free and uh, you have a lot of pop culture to take in every single day of the week. It's good fun. Well, that'll do it for today's episode. So, for Nathan, this is Joey saying good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.